Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to Tabby Hour. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Tiffany Duro. Yes. Uh, Greenville Famous. Uh, luxury real estate. Yes. Uh, graphic design. Um, interior designer. Yeah. Social picnics. Mm-hmm. Uh, bartender. Yeah. A social media influencer. Sure. Everything. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, so where did you grow up? I, and where did it start? So I grew up in Cashers, North Carolina. Okay. Um, most people would call it Cashiers, if seen it spelled. Um you can tell if you're a local or not. That's it. Um, it's a very small town. It's in Western North Carolina, um, primarily known for golf, tennis, resort clubs up there. It's a second home residence for mountain town people that vacation from Florida and want cooler weather in the summer. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. It's just it's very tiny. So I grew up there. Went to you know lower school and through middle school, um, and I played tennis very competitively all my life from like eight years old. And so when high school was approaching, there's only two schools in that area, um, neither of them having really big sports. There was like basketball and that was it. And I'm very short. So that was not going to be <laughs> <laughs> for me. So I um, looked at a couple different schools in Hilton Head and Florida. And we looked at some in Texas um, for tennis. And so my dad was my coach pretty much my whole life. I had some here and there, but he was primarily the guy is that, that how you got started playing tennis with yeah him? yeah so he he is a big sports guy yeah. and he played baseball and football growing up so I was a little bit of a I was a very girly girl but tomboy in the sense of I was very athletic did you have siblings I have a younger brother so you're the oldest and yeah only daughter yes and so, yeah, by four years so we had a little bit of a gap especially playing all when, the sports yeah oh yeah. yeah and so I mean he coached softball for a few years when I was younger, so I'd always come to softball practice, and um, he's a big Reds fan. Not doing well this year, but yeah. big Reds fan. So I used to we used to play like softball in the yard all the time, and he's like, "Tiffany, your swing is Ken Griffey Jr. Like it's it's perfect. It's the same." And I'm like, <laughs> "I know," but he's like, pro. "Tiffany, there is absolutely no future in women's softball. Like it's past college. You're not doing anything." So swing pattern is kind of similar to tennis. Hmm. So he was like, well, you, you have the swing. You just, it needs a little adjustments. So we started playing tennis right when I was turning about nine years old um, is when I really started playing seriously. Did he play tennis before this? Or no. Or did he start playing tennis with you? He started playing tennis with me. Oh, so cool. being kind of naturally athletic, he, I mean, he just fed me balls for the most part. It wasn't like we were hitting back and forth. But he read tons of books and it was very sunk right into it. I mean, yeah. I just watched the... Um, King Richard movie with Will Smith and was yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is my dad right here. Like not as crazy, not as wild, but That's cool, a little bit. So yeah. yeah, he, I mean, he read his book and stuff. And so he did as much as he could with me, but we are too similar to where I always think I'm right. And he always thinks he's right. And looking back on it, he was probably right on a lot of these things, but nine, 10 year old, 11 year old me was like, mm, I, you know, I had my own opinion. So we fought a lot with tennis and it was coach dad on the courts and then coach dad came home and we'd argue so we're like we can't we would like to have a relationship that's not this so that's when he was kind of like we need to look into some schools that have the coaching and have more of a competitive field of players uh i had kind of played through all the tournaments locally and was playing a lot of the same people so and this is in high school this is in no middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I started playing tournaments, like I said, nine or 10 years old. So this wow. was the 10s, the 12s, and the 14s division wise um, for juniors. So 
looking into high school, there was just not a lot of options there in Highlands Cashers. So we went to Voluntary down in Florida, and it's a IMG Academies. It has every sport under the sun, and it was just this huge facility. And my dad's like, I don't feel comfortable leaving you down here to board with like 1,200 plus kids. So, and they're from all over the world, and it's just didn't think that you were yeah. I was going to get like that individual attention that some of the other academies could provide that are on a smaller scale. So we went to Hilton Head and there's three different academies on Hilton Head or there was at the time. So I went each day and played at one of those and we ended up at Smith Stearns, which is in Sea Pines. Okay. Um, so I played all through high school there. I went to Heritage Academy on the island and it was a school catered to the academy. So the golf academy, um, IJGA, owned Heritage. And so they sent all their golf players to Heritage. And we went to school from 7.30 in the morning till 12.20. And at 12.20, the buses came and the vans came and picked up, you know, the golfers went golfing, tennis went to the tennis courts, hmm. swimmers, whatever. There was You could really do about anything, but you had to have a certain amount of hours of extracurricular activity to be able to attend that school. You couldn't just yeah. go there. And I mean, we had one kid that was his passion is what they called it was math. So he would stay for hours afterwards and work with one of the teachers and do math. And that was like only one kid did that, <laughs> but he's probably um, a billionaire today. Probably. So he was very smart. Um, but it was primarily golf and tennis. So yeah. I did that all through high school. And then I was, uh, I'm, the end of September is my birthday. So I was always the very late, like last cutoff for my age and my grade. So I was really young. Um, and I had some scholarship issues uh, looking into colleges. So I really wanted to go to SCAD, which is Savannah College of Art and Design. I wanted to do fashion design like my whole life. That was like, besides tennis, that was what I wa- had thought that's what I wanted to do. Um, so you didn't want to be Serena Williams? No, no, okay. I, uh, I love tennis, but it wasn't like, I don't know, I, wa- I wasn't in, as love with it as others, Fashion. I guess. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I would still do it. And I was like, this is how I'm going to pay for college. But you still play a little bit here yeah, and there. Um, yeah, it's hard to find players that and my roommate likes to try to play and she's lover she's not good <laughs> yeah. um chris and i hit sometimes and like he's pretty athletic so he can pick it up but it's just hard to, on that level to play yeah. with somebody like it, it ends up being me feeding balls a lot and chasing you know yeah so no i don't play as much as i'd like to but i took kind of a break after high school for a few years and i was just it was so much that i'm like i'm tired of doing this yeah. um but I had gotten a scholarship, full ride to go to SCAD, and it's kind of difficult finding tennis and the fashion in colleges. It's just fashion design is a technical school thing. Yeah, they so don't yeah, like the art institutes, on. you know, all those things. You're just not going to find sports. So SCAD was one of the very few schools that had a D two tennis team and the a very good program for fashion design. So that's like my senior year I was like that's where I'm going and I talked to the coach and they're like full ride I just need to come see you hit and I was like cool we scheduled it um like end of October I think it was and so the day came and he didn't show up and my coaches are like 
where's this guy at? I'm like, I don't know. We emailed back and forth like he's supposed to be here today. So I told them, I'll email him again and, you know, see if there was some sort of misunderstanding or what. Sent him an email. No response. Sent him another email like two weeks later, a week later, nothing. Uh, about three weeks later, the pro, like the sports program director sends me an email. I was like, hey, Tiffany, I'm so sorry to inform you. Like the coach has been fired. Um, we're currently in search of a new coach, I think is how they properly worded it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had met some of the girls on the team. And I'm like, what happened? You know, like what's going on? And like he got fired. He was he had just got hired. And then he in July. And then he was fired. And so he, I think he was stealing money from the school or Something of that nature happened to where he was gone. Um, But without a coach, they can't. Unfortunate for you. Yeah. 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 So without a coach, they can't give, nobody else can give the scholarships. So they're like, we got to just put you kind of like in limbo. So I'm like, oh, I have to figure out. I mean, this is October. People are making decisions on colleges. Yeah. Yeah. So I started reaching out to other places, which I hadn't, I mean, I was like dead set on SCAD from the start. So I really hadn't talked to anybody else. So, oh, God, I got to figure this out. Yeah. So I talked to a school out in California. Their coach left mid-season in the midst of us talking. I'm like, do I have bad luck? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Um, so all through that, I about February, I guess it was, of my senior year, SCAD got a new coach. But they're like, we don't have any more scholarship money because we weren't sure if we were going to get a coach. So... We gave it away. We get, we allocated it to the other sports. And so there's no scholarship this year. And so I ended up talking to their coach, really great guy. One of my coaches actually grew up with him playing juniors. So they knew each other and all was well. Um, but I'm like, I just didn't know. Like, I'm like, can I commit to a full year of paying full price there? I was in this like do I love tennis? Do I not? You know, it's a lot for yeah. being down there. It's six days a week, like four hours a day, if not more for four years, I was doing that. So I'm a little burnt out. I can't imagine four more years of college work plus tennis plus tournaments, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I just wasn't sure. And I'm like, well, maybe I can start in January. And that way it's only half the tuition, half the year. And I'll have a little more time to make a decision. And so we talked through that and I just was like, I don't think that's what I just, nothing was guaranteed on the back end of the next three years. So I'm like, it's a very expensive school. And my parents had put a lot of money into my high school. So I'm like, I'm not, they're not paying for any more. I'm not taking out that much in loans for that yeah. and not knowing if that's what I want to do or not. So I took a year off, ended up going to the Art Institute in Chicago nice. um, the next year. And uh, I love Chicago, but the school was not what I thought it was going to be. It was more. Did you spend all four of you there? No, I spent like a semester there. Oh, okay. I mean, it was like a third grade art program. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was bad. We had, it wasn't gone good. Um, the Art Institute of Chicago. The a- okay, so there's two, which is, it's very confusing, but it, it's called the Art Institute of Chicago, but it's an AI. Okay. So they okay. have AIs all over the country. My mom went to the AI in Fort Lauderdale and loved it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it just, I don't know, that program, I don't know if it was just a fashion design or not, but it was like, our final was like, what does horizontal mean? And, you know, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So, like, I'm not paying all this money to do this either. 
and I wasn't loving it. So I had a lot of friends that went to Clemson um, from Hilton Head. And so everybody was talking about how much they love Clemson and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go to Clemson. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, they have a tennis uh, program. Yeah, have, well, yeah. I, no, their tennis program is like top tier. So I'm like, I can't play tennis there, but um, like, I'll just transfer. And growing up, I, I didn't do a lot of like research on this. And I just heard, oh, it's easier to transfer into a school than it is to like start as a freshman. So I'm like, oh, okay, my, you know, my art institute credits are going to just transfer right into Clemson. <laughs> No, they're like, you need 30 credit hours that you don't have. And the, these don't really count because they're fashion program stuff. So Does Clemson have a fashion? No, program? no. I was like applying to their architecture program because I did like math and that kind of design. Yeah. Didn't realize their architecture program was like top 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very well accredited. Uh, so I didn't know that. Um, it, very small acceptance rate into that anyhow. So they're like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> So I went to Tri-County for a year, and I just, I didn't like anything I was doing. I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't even know why I want to go to Clemson, like, just because my friends are here. Um, There's no fashion program here. I'm just here because I have friends here. So I had, the second semester of that, I had started working in Greenville at, like, a clothing boutique. And I was driving back and forth all the time. And I'm like, this is silly. Like, I'm driving 40 minutes to come back here and live in Clemson, which if you don't go to Clemson, Clemson's not a super exciting town to live in. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to move to Greenville. And I'm like, I'm just going to take a break with school stuff. I don't know what I want to do there. Um, and I'll just start working and I'll figure it out. So I started working and serving and bartending at various restaurants downtown. Um and then I worked for Dr. Jolson at Upstate Spine for about two years. Uh, and they really kind of took me under their wing. And I started off doing all their front desk work. And he's like, well, they're introducing some new things. And this was like an up-and-coming stretch therapy. Um, mm. Fascial stretch therapy is what it's called. But he's like, you know, you could get certified and licensed to do this. And it's not a long program. And, you know, we could bring it on because they're more sports medicine a little bit too. So... He's like, yeah, with your tennis background and golf and all that, you know, I think it'd be a really great fit. So I ended up going to a s- class out in Arizona um, and got certified to do that. And so I did that for about a year and a half before I moved. So that that brings us up to about 21. That brings us to end of 19. But you're about 21 oh, oh, years old. 20, um, no, After, I'm... Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think, how old was I? I was 22, okay, almost 23. So it's, in, I always, I always wonder, you know, straight from high school to a four year college, mm-hmm. it, there's some life that's figured out there. Yeah. But probably not nearly as much as you had to figure out. Well, because right? like you moved around, there's yeah. just so much to, yeah. like, extra knowledge yeah. learned. Yeah. Well, and like growing up, going to the tennis academy, I was in housing. Um, like their boarding school, basically. So I had not lived with my parents since I was 13. Uh, so the, the growing up that a lot of kids do from college, through their college years, I did through high school. Yeah. So in that sense, I was a little bit more matured, I guess you could say, yeah. or independent. Um, so that never really bothered me. But yeah, figuring out what I wanted to do was like, and I like doing so much. That's why I have four, <laughs> four jobs now. Yeah. Um, They're all over pl- the place. But 
I just didn't know. And I'm like, I'm not going to sink a bunch of money into school just to maybe figure it out and have debt and not know if I love doing what I got my degree in. Yeah. Um, Because there was definitely that option. I could have gone to Clemson and done that and done some sort of program. I was looking at anything I could get into. I'm like, what? Underwater basket weaving. Yeah, whatever. You know, I'm like, I don't, but I don't love doing that. So why would I get a degree in that? Um, and both my parents are pretty, it was never like, you must go to college and you need to have a degree. So that was nice. I mean, they figure, were, figure out what you want to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. They're very supportive with that. So that's kind of where that took me through all these different little life paths and they were supportive through all, most all of it. <laughs> so what did you end up getting your degree in? I didn't. Okay. Yeah. No, I never, I mean, from that, Tri-County was the last time I really went to like college. Yeah. Um, so I got the fascial stretch therapy license um, when I was there and then moved back to North Carolina. Um, and that was kind of when COVID started um, or very close to. And I had just started taking my real estate license classes, um, didn't have my license yet. And so my mom's an interior designer. I have a love design, but I just was like, no, I don't want to take over my mom. I don't want to work for my mom. I don't want to take over a business. I definitely thought I did not want to be an interior designer. Um, most of my life, I was like, no, you got your thing, and I yeah. want to do fashion. I love clothes, whatever. And so she needed help. Um, she was busy when everything was shutting down. So she's like, well, why don't you just stay up here until all this resolves, and um, you know, you work for me. That's interesting. So everybody that was at home yeah. was remodeling their house. Yeah. Well, and they're bored and they're yeah. like, it's time to so redecorate. They're, they're bringing so, decorators in. Yeah. Like, do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So huh. she was busy. Um, yeah. And she, it's like I said, it's a very small town. So she has one girl that works for her and she does like a lot of the accounting and the back end of things. But she's like, I need help on these design projects. Like I need somebody to go measure. I need somebody to go talk to clients. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So... I was like her assistant basically um, and still I am. I do a lot of work with her still, uh, but she's up there. And so I'll go back and forth. We were just down in Florida last week meeting with some clients. So I've really learned to love, love it, um, which I never thought I was going to. So it's been fun and my mom and I get along great. So we have a good time all the time working. <laughs> so you got your real estate license. Yeah. You sell yeah. real estate. Yes. You do interior design. You work at society. Yeah. When do you sleep? Uh, I, <laughs> as much as it sounds like it's a lot, I do sleep a good bit. And a lot um, <laughs> of that, I, I'm sure a lot of it can be managed, you know, yeah. from a phone, well, a yeah, laptop. Like the real estate thing. So I'm licensed in North Carolina. So I work for the Damien Hall group here in Greenville. Um, Damien is licensed in North Carolina and South Carolina. So it's a boutique team. Um, we kind of specialize in luxury homes. So they're primarily here in the upstate um, try on North Carolina is another area that we really focus on. And so being from cashers, when I met with them, they're like, we have, pro- you know, we have clients in that area. We just aren't a up there a lot and don't, aren't super familiar with it. So that being my background, they're like, it's a huge asset for us. So that's when they brought me on to work with them. And that was last February. And are you traveling? Yeah. So I go back and forth. Yeah. Um, not a ton. I mean, it's real estate's all who you know, your clientele. It's a building block. So 
being up there not and not well, being physically being up there being in luxury yeah you're not you're not selling six houses a week no and that's it's it's not not it's funny but like i have friends that are in real estate as well that's a different clientele i guess yeah. you know and they're fl- doing houses once a week once a month whatever and they're like so tiffany what have you sold and i'm like oh <laughs> it's been a couple months but i mean yeah it was a really but nice you're selling, house. You're yeah. selling million dollar plus yeah, houses. Yeah, and yeah. So it's we're getting there. I've got some clients now that I'm working with, and so it's a building block. I'm not yeah. in any rush to like be on selling sunsets tomorrow. But you know, yeah. hey, if they call, we have a very fun team that they could. That <laughs> <laughs> it'd be an adventurous thing for them. But um, no, I've, I've really liked it, and it's been a good combination um, having the interior design kind of knowledge yeah. to work with some clients because. Do you ever some, double sell where you sell them a house and then you, I you mean, go and design it? I mean, one of our clients that bought up there, I've introduced my mom and they've gotten a couple of things from them. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not always, a you know, like here's a full package, but it does help to have the knowledge. And even just when they're like, oh, we would do this and this and this and remodel this. I'm like, well, this, you know, maybe this would work better or you could pick these paint colors or whatever. It's just I'm able to suggest things that. Maybe somebody that doesn't have that background couldn't. So it, it definitely plays to my favor, I think, having both. And when doing interior design, I, my mind, you know, naively goes to decorating. Yeah. Just like picking out pillows, yeah. picking out furniture. Yeah. But also, I mean, sometimes aren't you like making curtains? Oh, yeah. I mean, too? like especially so my mom's been in business up in Cashers for 31 years. Um, and the clientele in Cashers, it's all very very luxurious homes um so yeah pretty much i don't want to say everything is custom but like your upholstery is usually all custom so picking out like the shape of the arm of the chair um the foot style the weave i mean everything is pretty custom um so yeah draperies i mean we're out there measuring what kind of pinch pleat you want you want you know tape decorative tape on the sides all that stuff i mean we go in houses and, you know, have to measure every single corner if they don't have their, like, architectural plans. Um, so, playing with different layouts, you've got to know your math, how much space is in between a table and a couch that you should have. Um, how to put them on a rug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. all the stuff. Um, things that, like, technical things that, you know, when you're just looking at it, you wouldn't think twice about. But from a designer's perspective you have to know those things otherwise it's like oh your chair is hitting the wall why oh because yeah. it's that close to the wall um just doesn't make sense yeah. so so how did so how did you meet jeremy and how did you end up at society so when i first moved to greenville i worked at um willie taco for a couple years okay. and so and i went out downtown i mean i yeah. was like freshly 21 so i was like yes party time um and so i met Miguel and Jeremy and Colin at Ray's and yeah. you know the da- I mean who doesn't know right right yeah. right who doesn't know all them the um so I was good friends with them and I did some modeling stuff for Jeremy's white rabbit shirts pretty early on and some like Ray's t-shirts uh for a few years so I just knew him through that and they come into Willie Talk all the time and so we just had mutual friends um and I became friends with them and so I probably have known Jeremy for three, three or four years now. Um, but he, I mean, he's had the concept with society for maybe not exactly society, but he's always had that vision of having something like a restaurant and bar. So I remember 
three years ago when we were in Atlanta at a, we were working a music festival and he was talking about it and I was like, that's awesome. You know, he had like some concept stuff and I'm like, so when are you going to open it? He's like, I don't know yet. So yeah. when I finally was doing it, I'm like, well, I want to work there. Like I need with real estate's commission, interior design, a somewhat commission. I mean, my mom would pay me uh, checks every week, but it's mostly commission. Um, so I'm like, I need a bartending is somewhat sustainable. Uh, yeah, for sure. Especially at a brand new, very popular bar. Um, yeah. So I didn't really want to bartend, but I'm like, I would work for them. Like, I love these guys. We've been friends for years. I know they'll work with my schedule. So I went in there before they opened and said, hey, like, I want to work here. This is what I can do. This is how many days I can do. Does that work for you guys or not? If not, all good. Um, and they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you. So I started bartending there when they opened. Um, so what was that transition like with society as, you know, they opened? Because you were there from the beginning, right? Yeah. So I was there from May 4th um, when we opened last year. Anniversary's coming up. Yeah, it is. It's a block week. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. It's a anniversary, Cinco de Mayo, Artisphere, all in one week. It's going to be wild tabby's launch yes oh really yeah, what same. day uh march that week may yeah or may yeah yeah sorry <laughs> it's okay we're all busy it's we're all tired it's, it's exciting yeah, yeah that's really exciting so i've we've talked about it a lot on this podcast yeah. of how cool of a thing that they're doing there but what's your perspective of kind of start start you know how the integral pieces that made them successful from the start yeah um I mean, knowing them like for so long, I, it's just for me been a really cool thing to see how big it's become. I mean, it's I, I'm not going to like claim it's the most popular bar downtown, but if you look at the lines and whatever, yeah, whatever, I mean, it's we have it packed out every last Tuesday of the month for Tiki Tuesday. I mean, you don't see other bars that are just. It's very unique. Yeah, it's very unique. Um, I mean, it's. And for the space, uh, how small it is, for how much volume we can do in there, and from a bartender's perspective, I mean, it is—it's wild. I mean, and people are like, "Oh," because I usually work through the week days, and like, you just work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you pay your bills and things. I'm like, "Yeah, like we're yeah. busy, you know, every every day of the week." Um, well, you're busy, and the service is great. Yeah. And the food is great. Yeah. And it's consistent. Good tips. Yeah, it right? does. And we have a huge service industry crowd that comes in there. Yeah. That's consistent, which is always nice. Um, but everybody that comes in there loves it. They love the atmosphere. They love the cocktails. They like, you know, everybody's very friendly in there. So we've got a really unique crowd. Um, it's the only service industry job that I've ever worked that really has had, very, very little turnover in the sense of losing employees or yeah. anything. I mean, from the start, we've pretty much, we've lost a few here and there that, you know, have either moved or whatever, but we really have not brought on or lost that many people, um, which yeah. is cool because everybody's very tightly knit because of that. The average turnover in the restaurant industry as a whole yeah. is 275%. Yeah. Average. Oh, oh, yeah. So that means that, you know people turn their staff over almost three times in a year. Yeah. And I don't, you guys have lost maybe one or two. I mean, in I a think, year, yeah, we've whatever lost, it is. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, very well done on, on those yeah. guys part. Oh yeah. It, it's a fun place to work. And I, 
I enjoy it. I would love to go to bed a little earlier some nights. Yeah. But <laughs> what I mean, what if you? I mean, you're, if you're working, it's four so, in the morning. Yeah, I mean, we close at two, and yeah. it's we've it depends. I mean, like if I work on Monday, we're out of there by two thirty. Now Friday nights, it's closer to three three thirty. So fun question. I always ask bartenders. Yeah. What tell me? Tell me the most like interesting story that you've seen of somebody on like a first date, awkward like Tinder meetup. Oh god! Because like, you guys, you see all. We that see stuff. it all. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's loud in there, so maybe you don't hear. Yeah, as much. I, I like to play the game more of like when you can tell they're on a first date. Like, what do you think they're talking about? And like, yeah. should we send a drink over and like say that, you know that somebody ordered it for them, or I don't know, just kind of play around with them, just loosen them up. Because sometimes you see them, they're just so like you can tell it's a first date, and you're like, okay, let's have a little fun with it. So that's I don't know if I really have an awkward. Have you ever first had to deal date. with anything sketchy where you're like? Mm, I'm, um, I'm concerned for this person. I need to help them. Not, not while working. I like me if I'm out. Out, yeah. Yeah, I'm very like I'll jump right into you know if there's some sort of like it happened downtown Greenville one time and I was it was like two a.m. I probably shouldn't have been interjecting in these people's yeah. uh, lives, but there was a couple <laughs> that was kind of arguing and. He was getting a little grabby, so I would bolt it across the street, and I'm like, hey, guys, and the game in. I'm like, you're coming with me, girlfriend. And she's like, oh, whoa, thank you. You know, I'm like, what? this dude is like six times my height. Like, he could have just knocked me out, but well, that didn't happen. But did, I didn't yeah. have any backup if it did, so uh, I shouldn't do that, but I, I will if I if I need to. So, yeah. And that, thankfully, it's never happened while I was working, but I'm also back behind the bars. So I don't really hear some of the conversations. There's, I mean... There's there's some big guys in society. Too. Oh yeah, like, yeah. They, they'll handle business. Yeah, yeah. Necessary. I just call if there's a problem, the bouncer just comes right yeah. in. It's problem solved. So your fourth business, yes, and probably to me the most unique. Yeah, I I, I think you're the first person I know of that did it. I'm sure there's others. That yeah, it. yeah. But the social picnic. Yeah. So, so where did you get that? I mean, where did that start? So I had I do a lot of research on Instagram. I love parties. I love themed parties. Like every year for my birthday, I always do a theme. That's for the last few years I've done that. So two years ago, um, I wanted to do, I had seen something like a tea party type setup um, on Instagram. And this business out in California called the Picnic Collective does all these very low table, you know, really beachy, like beautiful setups. And I'm like, that would be fun with like a tea party theme. Um, and it was a tequila party. So okay. it was, yeah, there was tequila in the teapot. Um, had to make it a little fun there. But I'm like, I want to do that for my birthday. So I have a friend that does woodworking and he had this huge palette that he's like, I can just put legs on it and you can use it as a table. I'm like, cool. That's, you know, that works. I didn't have a low top picnic table just sitting around. Yeah. So he made that for me, and um, I set it up in uh, the Rock Quarry Garden downtown. And so we had—I had all these antique teacups that my grandmother had given me, and just made it a whole big theme. Of it's a tea party, so all my friends came in dresses, and we did that in the park, and we made little sandwiches, and I made all this food and brought it down there. And we're like, me and my mom are hauling this big ass table down into the park and um set it all up so it turned out really cute um and so we had a great time and i had friends later on that after seeing some of the pictures from the party were like do you do this for other people and i was like 
I could, <laughs> you know, yeah. and why not? I have the table and I have some of the stuff. And with my mom being an interior design, we have wholesalers that we can get, yeah. you know, these poofs and cups and plates. You have extra, and extra I have decorations e- later Yeah, on. access yeah. to these things. And my mom and I love, just beyond that, love collecting like antique glassware and plates and things. So sure. we had found a bunch of like depression glass, like pastel pink plates and greens and things um, that we've had over the years that just sit pretty in a cabinet we're like what are we gonna do with this stuff you yeah. know like it's just sitting here and we love it yeah, yeah yeah like you love it it's pretty to look at but like we need to use it so that's kind of where it started i'm like okay i have all this stuff and i could do this and i like doing it and i love parties and i love themes and so I'm like this is great so a f- good friend of mine who i actually work a lot with now who does photography um her name's emily ray she does um a lot of portrait weddings couples things like that but she was doing a birthday party and she was like, can you do the picnic? And so she was really my first like customer with doing it. And she's like, I love the one you did for your birthday. I want to do this theme. And it was different. It was like very natural green kind of earthy tones um, for a birthday. And so I was like, yeah. So I set the whole thing up and got a lot of attention from, I mean, she reposted it and she had posted pictures from it. And so friends of hers were messaging me. And so it just kind of took off. And I was like, I think I could really make a business out of this. So I created a website. I created an Instagram, um, kept, I mean, you know, I I go to like home goods or wherever and I'm like, oh, this is for the picnics. I need this. So I love shopping for it. It's a write-off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know how all that works, but it's a (laughs) write-off. So um, I've just collected more and more and I went to market with my mom back in July, I guess, of last year. Furniture market? Furniture market, yeah, in Atlanta. Uh, oh. So there is high point, yeah. yes. Um, Atlanta's a little more, it happens more frequently. Okay. Um, but they have like a whole section of like party stuff that she never goes to those floors. But she's like, we could go check them out if you want to see if there's some things you'd like to order. Yeah. So there's some higher end brands that have like more, I don't say like, yeah, luxurious like paper plates and things for kids parties. So they're all, I did a race car um, themed birthday party for a little boy um and it works great for kids because the table's already low so i've got the pillows and the poops they're already rolling around on the ground yeah exactly so it's their height um so i never thought i was going to do kids parties but the kids parties are my favorite like because you can get real funky and and cute with those so what's the largest i mean like amount of people so i think the biggest one i've done is like 17 people that's pretty large I'm working on building some tables because I've had inquiries about doing a 30-person party and a tw- you know, and I just don't have those so, sitting around. So, so what does this process look like? So you, I mean, however you get the customer to want you to do yeah, it, yeah, yeah, you go through the theme. I mean, do you, do you have a truck and a trailer that you just haul out there and haul <laughs> yeah, this pretty stuff? Much. Or? Um, depending on the size of the party. So if it's a smaller party, like a date night or a double date or like a four to six person party i have a table that i can actually fit in my car um so i'll just pack my car with all my stuff and set it up and it's usually i go to hollingsworth park a lot um but i'll come to people's backyards and things if that's where they want it set up um i've kind of shied away from falls park because it's a impossible to find a parking spot and bringing tables down the stairs is difficult so 
Yeah, that, I don't imagine anywhere that's no, really... No, and it's really not too private if you're yeah. there, so I just kind of shy away from it. But Hollingsworth's great. Um, I feel like you'd have to have a license or something, too. Yeah, well, I, I always get... Ner- I did it once, and actually for my birthday is where I set up there. And, you know, you're not really supposed to have, like, glass in the park and yeah. alcohol in the park. Yeah. And I'm like, I it's mean, nobody's before. coming down here and checking this, yeah. right? And But it was... Uh, we were in the rock quarry, and, like, we were finishing up, thankfully, but... This guy comes in a full tuxedo and he's like, oh, ma'am, are you guys about done? And we're like, yeah, we're just, we're like leisurely packing up. Like we'd had a couple of teas, you know, so yeah, we're like, yeah. ah, like whatever. Yeah, we'll be out of here soon. And soon. And he's like, okay, great. Um, my daughter's got this whole park reserved for her wedding in like 30 minutes. And we're like, oh, okay. So <laughs> we've been running to the car. Um, but transportation for a larger party, yes. My mom has a furniture van or like a moving van. Got it. So that's come in handy a number of times um, for the bigger tables and more seating and things like that. So I use that periodically. Such a cool idea. I mean, date night, engagements. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did one. I drove down to Charleston for an engagement set up, which it's so fun to see it. Like, yeah. I mean, I set the whole thing up and he had it on. I have a little sign. You can like put a, custom, a chalk sign. So he had their names and the date on the one side and then he had turned it around and it had like, will you marry me on the other side? And so it was really cute. She had like a secret photographer out there and um, it's fun and everyone's different. You know, like I have themes and different setups that I can just show you a picture of and say, I've done this before. We could do this again. But I mean, I really sit there and talk with the clients of like, okay, what is this for? What's the occasion? You know, date, time, whatever. That's the easy stuff. But what do you want? Like, what colors do you want? Is there a, is there a theme? Like, we're doing one in a few weeks. That's a Palm Beach theme, which is going to be so much fun. It's like that's very Palm Beach. Yeah, that's a lot pink. of pink. Oh, we're doing like sunset, like, like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so palm leaves, yeah. and I'm excited about it. But um, do you do the food too? So initially, I was doing like I was doing a add on for a charcuterie board. Cakes. Yeah, I would. I was like, yeah, (laughs) going everywhere. Um, but I would make because I like doing that stuff. But I was like, yeah, I'll make the charcuterie board. I'll uh, transport the food. No, it's that was too much. Well, you get to a certain scale, you you have to. Yeah. So food safety protocols. Well, exactly. Yeah, and that was only for like friends of mine that Mm -hmm. I was doing that. So past that, I'm like, I need to just find somebody that'll do this for me so chris has done some catering say, for me yeah 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 it uh it helps knowing you yeah. know somebody um but i'll do like crumble cookie i have an add-on for that so nice. that's easy for me to yeah. just go pick it's box i try to keep stuff as an add-on that's in a box so it's safe and i just keep it closed until they get there um and i'll wait once i've set up like i don't just leave it there unless it's for a proposal and i'm like in the bushes yeah. nearby. Come, I, I don't want anybody taking my things. But yeah, but if like if a couple, it's like, hey, I want to have a date night. Right. It's like, right, hey right. guys, yeah. here's everything. Well, and if it's a surprise you. thing, like I'll whoever's coordinating it, I'll let them know this is where it's at. Again, I'm nearby until you're like, let me know when you get there, and yeah. then I'll disappear. But um, yeah, I, I don't stand there and like wait for them. And be like, okay, here you go. You know, here you go. So have. Have you u- utilized social media to get most of your following for that? Yeah, for that, definitely. Um, so I created its own um, page. It's the Picnic Social. Under- That's how I found out about it. Yeah, underscore. I was like, I'm scrolling through. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Oh, wait, I know her. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, that's really cool. That's, that's in Greenville. I mean, that's definitely, um, I had like the Holiday Inn Express downtown 
here like reposted something from it and they really? touched base with me and they're like, yeah, we're just like featuring local, you know, different businesses and would love to post yours. And I'm like, cool. I have no idea how you, th- I mean, I've never done work at the Holiday Inn Express, but yeah. that's awesome, you know? So yeah, social media for that has been really great. Um, that's definitely, I mean, I have a website for it, but it's not like we're the main where people are, you know, they're not searching the internet for it, I guess. Um, I didn't know. I do all of the yeah. back end stuff. So that's not like a learning curve for me. I'm like, okay, I need to go and like, get Google reviews and it's getting there. But yeah, yeah. so primarily I use Instagram um, and I try to post videos of different setups that I've done, um, photographs, thankfully. Emily's been really great. So now I have a lot of professional photos um, on ones that we've worked together with. And so we'll do like little events. We've done the last two. We did a Valentine's Day setup. So we booked a studio for the whole day. I came in there and set up a huge Valentine's spread um, theme. And she took all, we just had time slots and booked people out that way. And just she took the pictures and I did the setup and brought some, Chris made some cupcakes and things. And so we did that for Easter. Um, so we, we try to do little pop-ups here and there because I'd like it to be, you know, the picnic social. It's a social event. It's a social yeah. gathering. Um, you got to so. see if you maybe partner with the baseball field. Yeah. So yeah. I got the outfield area. Yeah. A That'd lot be of people cool. like to sit out there. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah. But I, I would like it. I mean, I was telling Chris, like, I scroll on Instagram all the time looking at different um, inspiration photos. And there's different companies, you know, across the United States that do the picnics on different scales and things. And, um, you know, there's some that have, like, little cars in the back. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, I'm like, I need to get that. And I'm like, okay, like, we got to scale this here for a second. Like, we're not doing that. We're not that busy yet. So it's it's getting there, though. It's, It's getting busier and busier. So I'm happy with where it's going. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was great to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.